Hello everyone and welcome into today's episode of the Irish NFL show with me, Colm Cronin, and delighted to be welcoming back a friend of the show at this point. He's been on with me previously. He's been on with Shane Brennan, uh, noted Ravens fan, Ronan Mullen. Ronan, how are you doing, sir? I'm beaming, Colm. It's, it's a fun week. I think my anxiety levels were a lot higher last week for some reason, but uh, quietly confident going into the weekend now. Yeah, quite quietly counted. Uh, predicting the the Ravens by by ten plus points. Uh, we'll we'll dig into that because it's been it's been a journey. Like the last time you were out with me, we kind of talked about this was how you got into the sport and into the Ravens. But at that point, Lamar had rejected the initial offer. There was like a demand for for a trade. That we were wondering if it was the last time we had seen Lamar in a, a Ravens jersey. I were kind of I was baffled by what the how the Ravens were handling it you were kind of lamenting perhaps uh, the loss of a, of a great QB but all that has changed then you joined Shane and things were were on the up and suffice to say you know the the regular season outside of um you know a couple of losses to division rivals and then the inexplicable loss to the Colts um it couldn't have gone much better no 100 percent and I remember chatting to Shane off the back of the a game in London and at that point the Ravens were 3-2 and two, so it wasn't as if they were streaking away to this unassailable start to the season it was it was very much a, a juncture for them to see like you're you're going into either 500 or you're putting a bit of a winning streak together there so um, they've kind of gone from strength to strength thereafter and you know barring those hiccups that you've alluded to the Colts one uh, the glaring pass interference notwithstanding and all that kind of stuff but um, they yeah, I, th- I think like we were alluding to it back then that they, there didn't seem to be any tenable weakness in the team. And, um, you know, that's kind of borne out. You know, they've, they're kind of very good on all phases. And it's the offense that was always kind of maligned. Whereas, like, if Lamar Jackson didn't turn up in so far as literally carry the offense on his own, that there wasn't much beyond that. And you've seen that. It is more layered these days. You know, the running game is um, multifaceted. And then also the, the passing game has come on leaps and bounds. And it's kind of been, I think that more than anything is highlighted by the fact that Mark Andrews, who's been his number one pass target since he came into the league, really has gone out and the Ravens haven't really skipped a beat. And Isaiah likely stepped into the breach very comfortably. So it's looking very rosy at the moment. And the only thing that was kind of uh, creeping into the back of my mind last week was um, that history that kind of has gone somewhat against them and you know Lamar's perceived shortcomings in the postseason but that was all put to bed very comfortably in the second half last week so yeah I'm confident at the moment yeah I can I I suppose was there a moment in the season because as I said uh, you talked to Shane and that that but was there a moment where you realized Oh, this could be different because you know you you shared the 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 memes uh, on Twitter for people who haven't seen them about about scrubs and essentially you know why why is my tra- team treating me like this when I do nothing but love them and all of a sudden you know you're now sharing memes of you know the the doctors dancing, um but what was there a particular moment this season where you went oh this this might be different from and I know you had the nurse coming into the playoff game but was there or 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 has it been even though they were dominant even though they beat the the Niners um and kind of had 
uh, Purdy benched as much as Niners fans might not want to say that. But what, what I'm wondering, I suppose, with all that going on, was there still the the Ravens sat inside of you going, oh, no, this they're go- they're going to find a way to mess this up. No, I'd be lying if I said that wasn't the case. It's kind of innate at this point. But I suppose the the little streak and it's it's been um, crystallizing in some of the talk shows and stuff over the last few weeks. Like the Ravens' record against those other winning teams is phenomenal, and it's that little run they put together where they put a beat down on the Seahawks, who I think were second seeds in the NFC at the time, and um, the Lions as well, who were being talked up in a big way when they came to Baltimore and they blew them out as well. Uh, and then it all kind of crescendoed with that 49ers game on Christmas Day where I was pretending to hold uh, meaningful conversations with family and friends when really I was just thinking about this game at a uh, quarter past one in the morning. But um, that was going into that game, for example, I was kind of thinking I want them to run the 49ers hard in this game, you know, run it close and, and come away with a commendable defeat, most likely. And then it obviously was not. It was like the highlight of the season so far. So. I think those performances against um, top opponents uh, probably made this feel a lot more concrete, and that was capped uh, on on New Year's Eve when they destroyed the Dolphins as well. So that kind of copper fastened the number one seed, and and that kind of thing. So you know, there's um, the Ravens have been here before. Obviously, I think they're the first team to reach um, AFC Championship games in each of the decades this century so like there's an air of consistency there but it's obviously the first time this Ravens franchise has hosted the AFC Championship game so that brings with it its own sense of gravitas and I just hope above all I hope they show up on Sunday and if they do I think they'll win the only thing that they can only beat themselves in my opinion at this stage because they're they're just a more complete team in every facet in my opinion yeah, I mean, no, well, I mean, from certainly from looking at the Ravens, it seems the difference for me is that they have previously the Ravens had like one thing almost on offense or defense that they did really well. And if you manage to stop that, they they struggle to find answers. All of a sudden that, you know, is no longer the, the case. Um, and perhaps in, you know, Mike McDonald, we are, are seeing a, a defense coordinator the next guy who the, who's everyone is potentially going to base the schemes off of because we had the Fangio kind of era, the the too high shell, mm. um, and the NFL it, it's always uh, you know there's uh, it's constantly evolving. There was a, a response to the response, but teams have kind of figured out how to play um, the the Fangio system. All of a sudden, McDonald comes in. It's much more about disguises linebackers, middle linebackers are suddenly back in vogue. Uh, Roquan has unlocked Patrick Queen. I mean, they they made CJ Stroud, who is a very good, and I know he's only a rookie, but my goodness, his diagnosis throughout the season was so good, but they had him in hell the, the other day. As a as a Ravens fan, um, you know, how, how fun has the defense been to watch? And, you know, this is, this is a, I suppose, a, a piece where the Harbaugh brothers kind of work to, together. Uh, you know, they uh, they like to sometimes make jokes at each other's expense. But McDonald went on loan essentially to Michigan before coming back uh, uh, to the the Ravens to take over as DC. But all the talk is him as the the Shanahan system slayer, and that he's very likely to go uh, elsewhere. So I I suppose um, you know how. Ha- 
like A, about the defence this year and B, do you think he will go and how much of it do you think do any of that depend on this week's uh, or this weekend's game running? Yeah, on the last point, I suppose, um, you saw how highly touted Dan Quinn was going into that Cowboys game against the Packers and then his candidacy for head coaching took a bit of a hit on that day. So short of something like that, I think he's a shoe-in for um, a head coaching job in the next couple of seasons. But more broadly on the like the defense, it, like it has been the heartbeat and ethos of the franchise since its inception, really. And, you know, from the outside looking in, the perception, I presume, of the Ravens has been, you know, they're a hard-nosed team. They'll keep it close defensively and you know, make the plays at the right times on offense, whereas they are still elite defensively, but they've got that other strength to their bow now on the offensive side. And I know more so than any sport, um, NFL has been streets ahead with analytics and stats-driven uh, concepts and decisions. But, you know, I was on, on my time and off the ball. It's something I would always say uh, um, maintained which is somewhat of an old school thing but you know the personalities are still important and intangible you hear that word thrown around a lot and I think it, having the right character there is also key and Roquan Smith has just uh, like a one man revolution there really in terms of being that rising tide that lifted all boats and you took the words out of my mouth there with the Patrick Queen thing because if you look back to the last time the Ravens and the Chiefs played in Baltimore and the Ravens eked it out with uh, let's just say uh, um, interesting cast of characters uh, I don't know how Lamar got the job done that day but um, Patrick Queen was like a fall for a good few of the Chiefs uh, big plays on offense and there was a sense when he was drafted that he was a bit of a bust and now as he comes into you know contract years and you know potential big money he's been br- he's been brilliant this year and uh, I put that down to Smith and that, co- that sort of tandem they've put together and um I suppose Mike McDowell's getting a lot of plaudits and rightly so, but when you've got this sort of dynamic defense, which can go sideline to sideline, you know, can attack the run game of the opposition, you know, good in coverage, um, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty well stacked. And then Kyle Hamilton, it feels like even though Ozzie Newsom has stepped into the uh, back benches there, that was a very Ozzie Newsom pick that Eric DeCosta made taking Kyle Hamilton, which wasn't necessarily a position of need but he was the best available player. And I'd say the rest of the league were looking around thinking, I can't believe we let Kyle Hamilton fall to the Ravens because he's a very Ravens player. So, you know, it's um, it's um, it's very exciting. And like I, I feel like uh, Todd Monken's getting a lot of credit as well. And it's very easy to be in the flush of things and looking at it through purple-scented glasses and this is, this is all amazing. But... I feel like in some ways Wing Martindale and Greg Rowan get unfairly maligned because they did put together very impressive seasons themselves. Like and not enough to get the Ravens to win a Super Bowl, but you know, Lamar Jackson won an MVP with that Greg Rowan run offense. Wing Martindale, it was a bit one dimensional the, the defense. I just feel like they were already in a good place once they got the personnel sorted. If they have upgraded at the, the coordinator positions, and I think um, that's why they're ready to make a run at this point. Yeah, no, I look, I mean, I think the, the baseline was good, but it's a bit like, I mean, I saw it with the Broncos and John Fox. John Fox was successful as a head coach for the Broncos, just kept in, you know, ultimately four a- a- AFC West titles in a row, but he couldn't get it done in, in the playoffs and they moved on. And I think 
the Ravens need to be commended for kind of not letting good be the enemy of great and their willingness yeah. uh, to make the changes. And you're talking about uh, personnel and the intangibles. Um, I might point to um, Marcus Peters no longer being on the roster. It's funny, whenever, it's a bit like Ibrahimovic, um, you know, very talented, but whenever he leaves, the team suddenly manages to get over the hump, um, whether that's the Rams, the Chiefs, and now the Ravens. So uh, who knows? Maybe uh, we, we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, I, I suppose you know you are kind of confident going into this this weekend, and you can get that right. You've got the presumptive league MVP, who is uh, when when the team have kind of finally put a plan in place and given him some wide receivers. Funnily enough. Uh, like the guy looks uh, incredible um and uh you're obviously we've talked a little bit about the defense is hey i mean from your perspective right um you're talking about the you know the they can only beat themselves but is there any concern that you are facing Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or is the Chiefs receiving situation such that there's just you know, it would just be complacency or the bounce of a ball that could cost this Ravens team a place in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I suppose there are other elements um, like officiating and stuff which are kind of out of the Ravens' control. So you have to play better than the refs' ref kind of thing. Um, I'm not dismissing the Chiefs as like to be the man, you got to beat the man, all that kind of stuff. And I think. The Chiefs will turn up. That's almost a guarantee. And you can kind of mark it up that they're going to score a couple of uh, touchdowns and make some explosive plays. But I just feel like the Ravens, it's um, they'll still play to their level. I think their level is good enough to ultimately win. And I can't see stage fright on this occasion. Um, it's, it's like something, a cautionary tale that we've seen before with favoured teams. And... Um, but I just think the personalities there will guard against that. I suppose the one thing um, on offense, having we've seen the passing game open up and like when necessary, they're they're very expansive. But there there isn't a receiver barring Odell Beckham who's kind of been there and done it. Like he's obviously was on course for Super Bowl MVP were it not for that injury. Um, but he has been used somewhat sparingly, and I just feel like we will potentially need a big game from him in one of the next two outings uh, to get the job done here um, because like when it's all said and done and it comes down to crunch time who's going to be that target it would have been Mark Andrews in the past he kind of touch and go whether he'll play this week um, so maybe I suppose in that when it comes in the heel of the hunt who, who are they going to go to and Zay Flowers has been that person all year but it's a lot to ask of a rookie so um, we'll see how that goes but you know the running back position as well it would be nice to have Keaton Mitchell there or you cast your mind back to J.K. Dobbins getting injured on in the first game of the season so they've managed to um, patch that up very well and Gus Edwards is very reliable um, finisher of drives but you know will Dalvin Cook be the difference maker I think that was kind of a shrewd acquisition so those kind of couple of unknowns maybe the um who's going to be the go-to receiver in the in the crunch and uh, the running game. Can they make sure that keeps motoring along? Yeah, well, the the running back, I mean, the injuries were just, uh, there's something that I think the Ravens have to factor in at this, at this point. If you were a Ravens running back, chances are 
you're going to suffer um, an unfortunate and, and major injury. Um, but they have managed it really well. Um, and they're, they're still a, a threat. Now, some of that is obviously Lamar and, and the threat of Lamar. Um, but at the same time, they have done a really nice job there, especially when you consider they've rotating tackles uh, throughout the, the season yeah. as well, which is a, a little bit unusual. Uh, on, on the other side of the, um, you know, the, in terms of the NFC, uh, do you do you think, I mean, um, we, we've established your confidence that the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Is it a rematch against the, the 49ers and, uh, or, or could the Lions bring a surprise? Yeah, I was um, hoping the Packers are going to get the job done because uh, the Ravens have obviously, I've seen actually um, some funny interactions on Twitter of Lions and 49ers fans arguing about who had the better blowout loss to the Ravens. So we've already dealt with them both very comfortably uh, and I was kind of hoping we wouldn't have to do it again because, you know, the adage of beating the same team twice and especially in critical games. So um, it is what it is. It's going to be one of those teams. I think the 49ers might have got their blip out of the system last week and I think they might deal with this in, in somewhat more comfortable fashion. The Debo Samuel thing is obviously a bit of a loss. Um, it's been well covered that Brock Purdy is not exactly um, a highlight reel of a quarterback. He is kind of reliant on the system and the system is reliant on the players. And the more you start losing those key components, uh, the more stretched it might become. So um, I think the 49ers will get there and I think it'll be, if that is the Super Bowl, uh, 49ers Ravens, it'll be a lot closer than the game on Christmas Day. I feel that's the kind of game that might come down to the last drive. Um, and equally, um, I think the Lions have been America's team probably at this stage. I think uh, most neutrals are probably rooting on them to get there. And it's not beyond the realms that they could put together um, a winning situation on Sunday. Like I think the weather looks like it's going to be good. And I know it played a big factor last week in the bad conditions. So it's a dry ball for Jared Goff as well. And he tends to play well in those conditions. So. Yeah, I think the 49ers and the Ravens will both win um, well out of the spread. I think they'll both win comfortably. And I think on paper, they probably are the two best teams this year. And it's probably the Super Bowl that the NFL, Taylor Swift notwithstanding, I think that's probably the Super Bowl that the NFL want. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the Lions are the, the story, right? Like everybody, I mean, that the romantic story would be. But I think, yeah, if you're looking at probably the two best uh, rosters and, and certainly uh, the two te teams with the best starters, I think ultimately you are talking about the, the Ravens and the 49ers. And it would be fascinating to see uh, McDonald kind of try and, and scheme it up again and, and how that would go. Um Ron, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to chat to me. Uh, I think uh, you're probably pleased as a, as a fan on this side of the Atlantic that it's the earlier game uh, on on Sunday night uh, as well. Um, I, I, I've i yet to, I think, to decide, but I, I do, just that defense, the way they're able to, to shut teams down, um, I I do think that is probably the model that more teams are going to go to that, that disguised look. But, and I do think... Um, Roquan as I said I saw it again with the Broncos with DeMarcus Ware coming in and he unlocked Von Miller and mm. there's lots of other stuff off the field now with Von but Von um, pre um, DeMar uh, DeMarcus Ware coming in and Von with DeMarcus Ware was just a different player and I think you're seeing the same with Patrick Queen I think they the 
if it is the Ravens against the 49ers, uh, I think rather than talk Purdy against Lamar, because I don't think there's much of a conversation there, I think looking at those linebackers, I think uh, Greenlaw and Warner uh, against uh, Roquan and Patrick Queen uh, should be quite the, the battle. And um, maybe, um, you know, uh, Shane might uh, talk to you uh, in relation to that one. But for now, thank you very much for taking the time to chat to me today. Well, thanks a million, Colin. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please do vote with your fingers and rate, review, or subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Every click, every like, every positive review, and every additional subscriber makes a huge difference. It helps others to find the show, and we really do appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you and to interact with NFL fans on our social channels, wherever you're listening in the world, so please do get in touch.